It's very hard to speak when we pray for Poland because I usually cry. So it's a good start. So I'll just start speaking in Polish. That's okay. Dzisiaj będziemy uczyć się z Tytusa. Będziemy mówić o jego osobie i o tego jego przekazaniu, które będzie miał. Yeah, danke schön. At least I can speak more German than you guys can speak Polish. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so as, as Craig mentioned, um, I'm a refugee. I'm a political and economic refugee. Uh, we literally ran away from Poland with very, very little. The secret police came to my parents. My, my mother stood up against corruption in a national textile company that, that she was working for. And the secret police came to her and said, you can carry on like this if you want to. But if you do, your kids might have an accident on the way to school. So then she was caught in two worlds. Either she carries on and stands up for what she believes in, or she gives in and she becomes part of the system, and then we ran away. She had a nervous breakdown, we ran away. Um, we went to South Africa, wonderfully received, but we li literally, I didn't tell my friends that I was leaving. Day to day, I just disappeared. Uh, we left on the last train before martial law was declared. Um, it was amazing. Got to South Africa, I was uh, 13 years old, couldn't speak, went to school, felt very, um, you know, teenage, etc. poor country, all these people were so incredibly wealthy, etc. It did not good, do too much good for my confidence. I felt very non-confident. I was not, um, I just wanted to fit in with the crowd. It led to all sorts of behavior, etc. I finished school. I started drinking a lot, the drugs, the Eastern <laughs> philosophies as well. Um, did um, martial arts in all that big package. And then I started working with people who believed in Jesus. They spoke to me all the time. They agreed in faith. I don't believe in this, but they agreed in faith I'm going to get saved. And I did. <laughs> still, I, I still battle with that theology, but there it is. And I was so shy when I, I was so shy that when I was 16, 17, that when I got on the bus and people were looking at me, I would blush. Okay, and here I am standing in front of nations, God's sense of humor. I'm not finding it comfortable, but it's the right thing to do. And so, jeez, oh, listen to this. Anyway, back to Polish, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was radically saved. God just actually pulled me out. I started reading. Instead of partying, etc., God just put a Bible in my hand that I got for my first communion from my grandmother, Inscription says, may the Holy Spirit lead you in her Catholic understanding. I started reading that instead of parting until three o'clock in the morning. I wanted to meet Jesus so that I could be like him, so I could control the environment that I was in, martial arts, you know, this whole thing. And then I started reading about the fact that he walked on water and I, he fed the 5,000. He raised the dead. I was like, I can't do that. And I gave my life to him. And uh, Kirsten took me to church. And uh, now we're married. So there we go. <laughs> and we've got, <laughs> we've got three wonderful children. Uh, the two girls are at home. Matty, he's the best looking guy in the room. I'm not biased, it's just facts. Yeah, I'm not, taking, I'm, I'm not letting him out of the church. That's, that's the thing. And, um, but I want to talk to you about Titus. The book of Titus in the Bible, I want to do a very quick overview because there are th some things that I really feel are appropriate for us as a, as a community. 
And the first thing is that I want to talk about who Titus was and how he related to Paul. And so who Titus was, he was a disciple of Paul, as we all know. But his longevity, the time that he actually served, was from the very beginning when Paul first went to Jerusalem to find out if the apostles were okay with him preaching to the Gentiles, all the way to, to, to Timothy chapter 4, when Paul mentions Titus is not here because he's off ministering somewhere else. And everyone between, and he was not Paul's favorite son. Timothy was. And I fit in with that fully. I've never been anyone's, oh man, this Wojtek. I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll tell you how this happened. I went on a church plant to England with etc. You know, I'd, we, never, we were not made home group leaders when other people were made home group leaders. And I really struggled with it because I really felt there was a call of God in my life, you know. And I mean, why is this happening, you know? And then we were eventually made home group leaders and we tried to do our best, you know. And then we were not the first people that they asked onto eldership. It's just that the others disagreed and left the church. And so it's like, okay, well, let's ask them then, you know. And then I was, well, I'm telling you. <laughs> and then, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I think that sometimes... You know, not being the favorite is, is a little bit of a struggle, but you see, I've always, I've decided and I've gave my life to Jesus. Not to a movement, not to a man. NCMI is a wonderful place. NCMI is a wonderful team, a wonderful family. But my life is in Jesus. And, and I didn't give my life to Fred or Rob because if they fall away, I'm going to carry on. Yeah. I hope. You know what I mean? I hope, don't fall away, guys, please. But you know what I mean, and, and, but we are part of this whole thing together, and, and I decided at the very beginning of my Christian career to try not to get offended, even though it was hard, because I've got issues, you see, because I'm a sensitive person who didn't grow up in a Christian home, who got saved when I was 23, and you know, <laughs> and there was baggage, and etc., and, and yet there's a call of God, and, and even though Titus was mentioned by Paul 13 times, you know, he never was mentioned in Acts. It's just not there. Timothy's mentioned, and this guy's mentioned. All these amazing people are mentioned. Titus doesn't get a, a word, you know? <laughs> it's like you're kind of thinking, what on earth was wrong with this guy? But there was not. He was just there all the time, serving, no issues, carrying on. And I think, you know, we need to be, I just want to talk about that relationship a little bit more, just to explore it a bit, you know? And so... Um, yeah, uh, I talked about this incredible rejection I suffered from all the church people now. <laughs> and now I'm feeling okay, better now I've given to them. Um, no, you see, people hurt people. You see, in leadership, there is, and I've realized this now, you know, people are writing me. Yesterday I got a message, I didn't even share it with my wife. Somebody just got very offended in church about something. I couldn't even remember saying anything, you know what I mean? Doing anything. Certainly not my heart. Somebody got really offended. I mean, they've got issues, so, you know. I had issues, maybe I understand, you know. It's, 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 uh, that's just the way it goes. You get slapped along the way, you know, and, and, and we, we just keep serving, keep serving Jesus. But when you look at Titus, when you look at Titus and the scenarios that he went into, okay, it was incredible. So Paul sends him to Corinth, okay, with the sorrowful letter. He calls it, we don't actually have it. We don't think, we, it's, it's too Corinthian. We don't actually have it. It was like a harsh, sorrowful letter. I think God just went, okay, Paul, like... You know, but, um, and he said, and he sends Titus, sensitive issue, like, you know, he's going to clap the guys, you know, that's a South African word, he's going to give them a little bit of a, 
and he sends Titus. He doesn't go himself, and it's like you think, well, this is a sensitive issue. Surely I should go because it's an important thing. He sends Titus. He wants money collected from Corinth. He sends Titus. He wants money collected, as we knew, from, uh, from Macedonia. He sends Titus. He goes to Crete, and in Polish we actually have the word Cretan, which means an idiot, liar, unreliable, etc. It's Cretan. That's what we say. I don't know if you guys have it in your language, but... Cretan. I'm good, eh? Um, yeah, so, so we have that, you know, people who are completely unreliable, unstable, etc. And he says to him, go through all the churches, okay, and preach, uh, and basically set elders. Now, he, he, he sets this scenario. The Cretans are uh, unreliable, they are liars, they are gluttons, they are lazy, they are given to their passions, they, you know, meaning probably sexual immorality and everything. The whole thing that was happening there was crazy, you know. Then... There were Judaizers in, in these churches, okay, people who were trying to turn people back into Judaism. Okay? That means they were trying to get them to be circumcised again. They were trying to uh, get them to have the festivals, eat kosher foods, etc. You sought those guys as well. Then there was the Roman, Greco-Roman um, uh, you know, empire and belief system with all the gods and all the different deities and a whole pantheon of, of stuff. And, and he sends, he doesn't go, he sends, no, you go. <laughs> I mean, the level of trust. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, I think we need to learn something from here. We need to become those kind of people who are that trustworthy. But those who have the power to release, I write a letter. I give you exact instructions. You go and do it. Uh, this is the pattern that we have. Don't go and do it, oh, do your best. And well, No, no, I'm going to tell you exactly what to say, exactly what to do, exactly how you need to do it, exactly what you need to teach, and then you go and do it. I think that is discipleship. So you're setting people up for success, and the people are reliable. They're taking it on. You know, and the question I have, I have a, I have a quick question, you know. It's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> um, the question is, you know, what do you do when, you don't, when you're not the favorite? You know, that's my first question. You know, <laughs> what do you do? You know, because there can only be one favorite, you see, <laughs> at any one time, right? And the kingdom of God and the work of God is a little bit too big for only the favorites to do this. Does that make sense? Okay, I'm okay not being the favorite. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not okay. I'd like to be the favorite, but, you know, I keep doing it anyway, Okay. All right, I have a lab cooking and I feel better, right? With dark chocolate, please, okay? That's the ginger biscuits, yummy, okay? But then, you know, how much sweetener do we need before we actually answer the call of God? I mean, this was a stirring message that, that Rob gave. Stirring. How much sweetener do we need? How, how, how nice people we need to be to us before we actually agree to answer the call? I mean, it's ridiculous, right? When you think about it that way, right? It's between you and God and... Sorry, I'm shouting. Okay. Okay. So what happens when you... Difficult question. So are, are you ready to... Go, would you be okay to go and do something very important? Are you okay in terms of money? Are you okay in terms of sex? Are you okay in terms of power? Can you be trusted? You see, the people who are being discipled, can you actually be trusted? Because this is the work of God. And so can you take the load? Can you take the weight? Can you take the letter? Because when, whether you like it or not, you are representing the kingdom and the king of kings and the lord of lords. 
And there is power in this gospel, and don't mess it up. And so can you do it? And if you can't, can I please ask you, on my knees, I had to do this with myself, and I do it with myself often, deal with it. Deal with the money issues. We are going to be so rich when we get to heaven. I'm speaking to myself. Deal with the money issues, Wojtek, okay? Please follow us, me as I'm dealing with the money issues, okay? Deal with the sex issues, okay? Get ever accountable. If you don't know what that is, I've got it on all my devices, okay? I'm just a bloke, okay? I'm just a guy, okay? I get attracted to, to you know, you know what I mean. Get, deal with it. Make somebody accountable. In Poland, in Polish, there is no word for accountable or integrity. How's that for culture influencing language? Okay, the, the word we do have, and it's used very often, is kombinovac, which means you make a cunning plan. <laughs> That's right. I can preach about it in your church if you want. So, so the challenge we have, for example, in Poland is, is, is for, for, for godliness, for, for righteousness. How do you explain these concepts? You know, you've got to go back to what accountability means, what integrity means. You've got to explain it for half an hour before people understand what you actually mean. There's no word for it, you know. And uh, are we, are we, is our faith, is our faith, is our faith making us faithful? In, in, in Greek... It's the same word, pistis. I don't know if you knew that. Translators choose to translate it faith or faithfulness. How is your allegiance to the king? Is it more than money? Is it more than sex? Is it more than power? You see, are we the knights that are going out there and presenting the kingdom of God? And I think we need to be. We need to be those whose faith have made them faithful. There's so much work to be done, Paul. Uh, Paul. <laughs> Paul, you'll take, you'll take it. You'll take it. Yeah, you'll take it. Yeah, we'll change his name to Paul. Are you circumcised? <laughs> okay, uh, let's stop there. Let's stop there. Okay. It's been such a difficult season, guys. It's been such a difficult season, hasn't it? It's been the difficult season. I, I, just before lockdown, um, I had this, I had this, the church was going so well. You know, we'd been slaving away for 15 years. Didn't have a clue what we were doing. Um, got to this country. Nobody wanted to, to visit us. Um, it was, you know, we were just up there. You know, these guys came, but they only moved into Europe a, a few years back. Etc. Etc. You know, we were not the attractive thing on the map. We slaved away. Etc. Excuse me. Two, two, two years ago. Two years ago. Um, I thought to myself, the church was going well. There were courses. There were home groups starting. I was running an eldership, kind of potential elders group. We were traveling places. We were like, I thought to myself, after 15 years, I feel like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Two weeks later, we were in lockdown, <laughs> and uh, I still am in that stage where I think I don't know what I'm doing. So Paul left Titus on the island to do what he needed to do, and he was faithful with it. He, he just knew, this guy, I know, I've, I've traveled with him. He's carried my suitcases. He's given me coffee and more. It's got to be more. And I've given him precise instructions, and he's followed them. Because he didn't know what to do, so I had to give him precise instructions. Because he didn't have the wisdom. And then, but I trusted him in terms of character. Ah, and then he learned. 
No doubt. I think that I, I, it's right there. The pattern's right there. I think sometimes we miss it, you know? It's, it's uh, yeah. Anyway, here, yeah, Paul. Um, <laughs> I think that sometimes we as church leaders, we maybe expect people to give us everything. I don't know. Sometimes it's like, oh, it's all about what I want. It's all about my visions. But sometimes, you know, are we generous with giving them what they also need as well? I think that needs to be a two-way thing, you know? Um, and he, Paul says to him, you are my true son in our common faith. A true son. Oh, my true son. You know, it's like, oh, that's what's so cool, you know? He loved him, you know? Just like he loved a kid, you know? And, and, um, and he, he, he cared for him, you know? I just want to share a quick uh, story, if I may, about this integrity issue. Can I boast about my kids? Is it okay? Am I allowed? Okay, I'll boast about my kids real quick, Okay. So it's about Matty, okay, he's, he went to this championship, inter-school championship, he's been injured, he hasn't been able to do athletics, he loves training and sport, he went to this inter-school, Krakow, inter-school, uh, athletics meeting, we allowed him, after six months or whatever break, he normally does discus, he, he was the province champion, he, but he, he can't do it because of hip problem, so he just did shot put, okay, so he came second, and then he threw again, the second throw, the furthest, by far the further than, than the other guy, overstepped the ring, okay? The guys didn't see it. He said, I overstepped the ring. He said, no, don't worry, we didn't see it, it's okay. He said, no, I overstepped the ring. So then he did it again, because he hasn't been practicing, okay? Okay, and the guy said, no, it's okay. He said, no, it's not. I overstepped the ring. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cry into that glass now, yeah, thanks. <laughs> and... And uh, anyway, it's, it's cool, isn't it? Yeah, nice story. <laughs> uh, to me, you know, so, so that would have qualified him. He got for, that would have qualified him to go to the provincials. And our city is probably the strongest in the provincials. We would have qualified him to go to nationals. Just, uh, I overstepped. And I said to him, I said to him, you didn't get a gold medal, my boy, but <laughs> for me, you got a gold medal. Sitting there looking um, at the keyboard. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at my tablet. It's going really well. It's going really well, guys. Yeah. You see, the thing is that the gospel is, and now I want to talk about the gospel, if I may. The gospel is a message of transformation. It's a message of transformation. You see, I know that because that's what happened to me. When I met Jesus, bah, I met with such a force. And it took me a little while, and I was resisting, I was wriggling, and I was. But is it okay if I just did the, you know, and just give myself to God, you know? Eventually, there's just this kind of, you got to put yourself on the altar and you say, kill me, God, so that your life can flow through me. And then it does, you see. <laughs> the, the, the Cretans were just a rough bunch. And then, they, as I said, then they were the Judaizers. Then they were the, Paul says, go. And he, he, I mean, the contrast is stuck. You know, sometimes we take Titus 1 to, to kind of, and we look at the list, and we, is it 15 or 17 qualifications? We say, oh, does my potential elder do this, 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 this. I, I, that's good. But I think what it is, is that when you read further, <laughs> okay, these things are completely in contrast to what the Cretans were. Must be truthful, they were liars, okay? <laughs> Must be this. You compare this list. Ah, what matters? What matters is the gospel transformation. There is a power in this gospel that we preach, which is beyond words, which is beyond emotions, which is beyond anything else that we've ever experienced. There's a power. 
And that power is salvation. That power is eternal life. That's how powerful this message is that we preach. It is transformation. And that's what I want to talk about. Because that is the solution. But we both, before we get to it, and I get too excited, I want to tell you that um, Paul starts his letter. Paul starts his letter saying, Paulos doulos teu apostolos. That's the Greek. It's interesting, right? Paulos doulos. I think he must have liked it. Paul, the slave of God, apostle of Jesus Christ. Yes, Christi, he carries on. I don't speak Greek, but I just learned that off by heart to impress you. Um, but it's good, eh? Yeah. Spoken German now, French, Polish, Greek. <laughs> it's good, eh? Okay. So... The Greco-Roman world, now in, in, verse one, uh, in chapter 1, verse 3, you'll find that, that the Jesus is called the Savior. Okay? And in chapter 2, you'll find that he says, a great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's amazing. This is one of the most explicit declarations that Jesus was God in the whole Bible, by the way, in Titus. Okay? It's, it's cool. Into that environment of idolatry, into the environment of false gods, into the environment of the Caesars and everything. The Caesar, the Caesar called himself what? Guess what he called himself? Caesar Augustus, the guy who was Caesar at the time that Jesus Christ was born. Jesus Christ has been born, the true God and Savior of the world. What does Caesar Augustus call himself? The great Savior and God of the world. Isn't it amazing? And then, and so these guys were absolutely aware of what he was writing. He was writing a completely unpolitical, he was writing a completely revolutionary message for, who, for which you kind of got... <laughs> and he was taking that into this island, okay, and he was preaching it. And if you want that verse for that, it's 2.13, our great God and Savior. Caesar Augustus, this is so cool. When I discovered that, I was like, that is so cool. <laughs> it's cool, right? Salvation is not, you see, salvation is not through me. It's not through NCMI team. It's not through you. It's not through Munich, Germany, Poland, Krakow. It's not through your, our worship. It's not even through our church. It's not through my social action program. It's not through the kids program. It is through the gospel. And those things better have the gospel. Because that's the transforming power. Because he is the savior and he's the God of all the world. He, Jesus Christ. And him crucified. Foolishness to the Greeks. A stumbling block to the Jews. Foolishness to the world. Have you noticed? This is not new. This is foolishness to the world. And yet, boom. Changed lives. Absolutely transformed. Because he is preached. The, 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 the governments have never changed really. They've always been against the gospel. The governments, you know, one way or another, you know, we're not in a new way. We're not, oh my goodness, it's so difficult now in our 21st century because everybody doesn't. No, 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 no. <laughs> they were declaring themselves to be all sorts of solutions, you know. The European Union is our solution. The economy is our solution. I don't know. Um, you know, whatever is our solution. Oh, Jesus Christ, our great God and Savior, only alone, amen. Thank you very much. He is the transforming power that changes the world. And, and he transforms the most unlikely people. And you too. And so he can do that to your neighbors. And he can do that to, the, to, to our society. Because he is king of kings and lord of lords. 
quick story about my other child. Is it okay to boast about my children still? Kayla, she's nine years old, okay? She's now 19, 10 years ago, okay? They're sitting in class. So some of you have heard this, okay? She's sitting in class, and they're discussing the Pope. Now, our country is completely locked down Catholic, <laughs> okay? You don't get let out unless you are, okay? And uh, I escaped, okay? And I became a refugee. Anyway, um, seriously, <laughs> that's God's plan. But, but so Kayla's sitting in this class, and they're all discussing the Pope. Oh, how great the Pope is in this and that. My nine-year-old daughter, excuse me. Yes, darling, everybody keeps quiet. In my church, the Pope is not the head. <laughs> the teacher and the students, 30 of them, said, Jesus Christ is the head of my church. <laughs> okay, now you think, oh, well, and I mean, and the teacher had an experience of God 25 years before. Okay, and she was kind of looking, she was empty, looking for spirituality, started chatting to my daughter on a school trip, found out this kid knows more about God than most of the grown-ups I meet. <laughs> Kayla started praying for her. We had a Christmas service. She invited her. She, they came with her whole family. Okay, started coming to church. Okay, every time they came to our church, they had to quickly go to the Catholic church <laughs> to get rid of the guilt and shame. Okay, and fear. Okay. <laughs> All three. <laughs> they sorted it out, okay? For two years they did that, okay? And eventually they went, oh man, when we come to your church, there's life, there's prophecy, there's the word being preached, it's relevant. And then we go, and then we have to do PT, you know? It's like, you know, and we get, you know, it's like, what's that all about, you know? So they stopped, you know? Sorry, I'm being, is this being recorded? Please can you raise this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because that's the truth. The gospel transforms, okay? I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because it is the power of salvation for those who do. I mean, it is amazing. It really is. Nothing else changes lives like the gospel does. Some important words in, 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 uh, some important words in, in Titus that I want to just very quickly go through. Grace is mentioned on four occasions. Okay, Grace for me is the empowering of God. It is the fact that we have received forgiveness and we are so amazed by the mercy. I mean, it is amazing. It just empowers you, this love, right? So that's one of the ways that we can do uh, grace. It also brings justification. It also kindness of God, etc. But healthy, the word healthy is used. Healthy doctrine, actually, he uses sound. It, it, the, 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 the English translation is sound, but actually the Greek word is healthy. Healthy church, healthy doctrine, healthy lifestyle, healthy faith. Those are key words in Titus, which I think we need to look at and we need to preach. We need to have a faith. In order to live a healthy lifestyle in God, we need to have a healthy doctrine, right? A healthy faith. And um, it's used, yeah, it's used about faithfulness, sound speech, healthy speech. We speak things which give life. We speak things which release life. We speak the gospel. And we teach very interestingly here, it says, speak healthy doctrine to older men. And I'm thinking, are we teachable, older men, or are we just grumpy? Because <laughs> I think there is still a lot that we can discover in Christ. Do you agree? Because we want to go further. We've got far more to learn, far more to go. And so we need to be teachable so that we can give an example to others. You see, if I'm not teachable and I'm expecting somebody else to be teachable... I've checked out. 
I'm ineffective. Yeah. The other word is faith. Five occasions. And remember, that, that word pistis is faith and faithfulness. Is in, it's a very interesting relationship, I found. This allegiance to a king, as I said before. Another one is, is uh, self-control. A lot of self-control. And I spoke about it already, you know, integrity, integrity of heart. Are we the same people? Alex talked about Are we the same people when nobody's looking? When just Jesus is looking? <laughs> Not nobody. <laughs> yeah? When the Holy Spirit is speaking very loudly to us about what we should be doing? Yeah? Are we the same people? Admittedly, you know, there's a journey, right? Sometimes. Yeah? You, and please take the journey. Take the journey. Take the risk. Get rid of stuff. It's not worth it. It's just baggage. It's dragging you down. I had to do that a couple of times in my life. Good works. Good works is a very key thing. And at the end of the gospel presentation in 2.14, um, I'll, 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 write it, uh, I'll read it to you now. It talks about Jesus. For the, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people, 2.11. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness. That's what the power of God does. Okay, and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives in this present age, while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior. There it is. Okay, Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness. Hey, all wickedness. That's so cool. So that's definitely what's happening in terms of justification. Okay, but then, and to purify for Himself a people that are His very own, eager to do what is good. This is the gospel message, and I think sometimes we've missed this. When we preach the gospel message, it needs to be something that we see that people become eager to do good works. Otherwise, we haven't actually preached the gospel. I think this seems to be what the message is. We preach it, we teach it, until we see eagerness to do good in our midst. Eagerness to do good. That means change last. That means that people beginning to think godly ways, kingdom ways, doing kingdom ways, rejecting things that are not of the kingdom, giving themselves to everything. I mean, it's amazing. The gospel really does transform. And so it transforms the way he looks for elders, transformation power. What is the purpose of home group, of discipleship? Transformation. It's transformation. You're taking people from one place to another. They are being transformed by the gospel. Because Jesus Christ is king. He's our great God and our great savior. And we need to be continuously saved. I mean, seriously, I do. I'm sure you do as well. Continuously saved from our thinking. Renewed our minds, right? In Romans, renewing our minds constantly in scripture, constantly in the will of God, so that we don't get polluted by the things, so that our focus remains on the gospel, transforming power eager to do good. Outreach and evangelism looks different as well. You're looking for transformations, and it is testimonies of transformations that get people into the kingdom. It's not telling that they're terrible and bad. I don't, you got to tell them at some stage so that they can be transformed. But that's the only purpose, you see. The gospel is a transformation, transformation message. 